Welcome to episode 156, I think, probably, of Tactical Crouch. This is Kick Tripod here with Yiska and Volamel. And special guest and APAC expert, Kenobi, coming on. You know, the last time I think that this group has been assembled, that hasn't been a game night. Actually, Yiska might not have been there, but I know uh, Joe, Yiska, or sorry, Joe, Kenobi, and myself, we did Chinese Contenders Season 2. Back in the uh, that day, was the, that was the first one. Uh, well, the first English broadcast one, at least. I remember that. That was a lot of fun. I knew nothing. Still do. <laughs> Still do. That's why I'm here. Yep. That's why you're here. Fill us in. Uh, yeah. So we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, a ton of uh, APAC stuff. A lot of pe- viewers have noticed, and we have not been shy about saying, like we, you know, we we try to just talk about kind of the main. Uh, roster moves every week, but we don't actually, um, we, we, because the roster moves were kind of, I think more (sighs) understated in the Asia region, we didn't really get to spend as much time with them versus a lot of the Western teams that were undergoing huge rebuilds and structural changes. So, uh, but this is the week to, to go back and talk about the APAC region. We're going to talk a little bit about the APAC gauntlet finish, and then we're going to talk about all the APAC teams, see how they're stacking up. Uh, before we do that, though, uh, Yiska, bro, mm-hmm. you, got, you put out some power rankings this past week. <laughs> yep. People have been uh, surprisingly okay with them, I feel like. Which I know it's really like, of course, important to some... you. I know it's really important that people agree with your opinions. Absolutely, yes. Uh, to my to my mental health, actually. But yeah, no, I, I think I definitely had some spicy takes in there. What does um, Reddit say? That's really the. That's really what we need to know. What is what is the good old compo W you think of your power? It's range? been pretty. Think... In... Let, let yeah. me summarize it for you. Right. Okay. It's actually been really good, but there's always one or two comments that are just downvoted to oblivion. And they're always people who are whining about where their teams (laughs) were placed. And they've even got got the the matching flare. Like they're not even ashamed about like (laughs) where the bias lies. I almost want to pull that one up. (laughs) Was Was it really a Dallas fan? It was really it was, a Dallas fan. Uh, yeah. Love that. Let me see if I can find uh, it. Yeah, yeah, the thing yeah. is, the Dallas people, I understand because, like, I think reputationally, that backline is considered to be very good. Just when you start talking to people uh, inside the Overwatch League, that, that perception quickly dwindles to the point where I'm now convinced that, for instance, Washington has a better backline. So, <laughs> um,. I understand that then people are mad about Dallas only being fifth, but... Um, I mean, do you even have to it? talk to people to even, like, kind of start to see that argument, right, though? I have it. Uh, I All have right. it. Here it is. Here's the comment. I, I'm so, so, by the way, I'm sorry 
so generally speaking this like we won't throw you on blast unless you do it on purpose like there's some people in our discord who purposely say things because they want us to we have a hot takes channel and we keep track of them and we go back and make fun of them later and it's all in good fun. oh we should do an episode dedicated to hot takes oh, i i have that's a like an end of the year that's yeah, an end of the year thing i, have a claim I know pg has yeah. his folder i have a claim I know chowder folder. folder yeah yeah oh, true yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta break that out. Um, All right, continue. But, Sorry. So here is uh, the one for Yiska's four to six. Which where did you put Dallas in four to six? Do you put him at six? Five, I think. Five. Six so, was strong chop. Um, this is from from the who has they have the fusion flare. So okay. they say actually, I think I can probably pull this up on. Yeah, perfect. L M. A-O. The only reasons Dallas is five are, and I'm verbatim, that's how they said, the only reasons Dallas is five are, Yiska thinks he knows more than Rush. How will Fearless okay. deal with him being the only main tank, forgetting the fact that Rush made Ben Best into a top-level Rhine and Arisa, so he can do the same with Fearless? And how much of Paris's success came from Rush and not 9K? Forgetting his EM time and the fact that you can say this about 9K as well. What a fucking joke. Compo W, everyone. It's just. Got him. Sometimes it is. It is just that. It just be like that sometimes. That's a fan. I don't know. I don't mind it as much. uh, It's just obviously not the case why why I made that argument. Mm. Yeah. That's more of it. It's just like, why don't you just address, <laughs> just address the arguments on, on its merits. Don't project how it's, like Yiska's mindset is because let's yeah. be real. Nobody here, including Joe and I who have done 150 <laughs> episodes with this guy. We still don't know where his head's at. It's like, it's like, it's you're like, going it's like to. a Rubik's cube. It's yeah. just in there. It's just like, it's, it's just so disheartening when you make like this this was ten thousand five hundred words, and then the placement, not the range, no, no, but no. the placement yeah. is what people take issue with. Where it's like, but that's the thing. Like, it, no matter no matter how many qualifiers, no matter no many, you know, however many asterisks you want to give it, somebody's mm-hmm. always going to take issue with it. You know, yep, I think, yep. Uh, doesn't matter. And so. then one of my favorite people, and I think we have an okay relationship now from You Hate I, who also has fuel. <laughs> says, yes, please keep under underrating us. No one will expect us when we drop the heat next year. Oh. It's like, I hope it's they do. Fit, you're fifth. Yeah. It's like not uh-huh. your fifth. Out of not team. That's fantastic. For like, Dallas. So, so, so last actually, so uh, a couple of years, like last year, I think it's third season two when Valiant lost soon. I said that like soon was like oh. a big loss, and I think it was. I think I've told Joe this story before. Soon was like a big loss. I think, uh, and I said like Valiant wouldn't wouldn't perform as well as they did at the end of season one, and that they'd probably mm. be like a playoff team. People got mad that I said that they would be a playoff be team. A playoff team. Yeah. I said they'd be like a playoff team, but I said that they losing soon was a big deal, and then people like jumped on it like, no, you're wrong. We have Fate, who's a, like a World Cup champion. We have all these players, and then Valiant proceeded to go zero and seven in stage one. World so Cup, baby, I was wrong because they weren't even they weren't even a playoff team. <laughs> they were worse. Yeah, we got a, we also got a comment this last week about Boston. Uh, okay. About yeah, our I thought we were pretty Boston. positive. 
Yeah, I and I did like too. Boston. Like it was just, and so we had this. I thought was a really nuanced and interesting discussion. We got a lot of great yeah. feedback on it about how they really liked how we addressed not just what soon means for Boston, and of course we're going to talk about where we think that they're going to rank once teams you know have at least their seven man rosters yeah. locked in. But we don't really talk a whole lot about results all that much, unless there's not much else to talk about them, and so we need some filler content to talk about mm-hmm. that. So right. we essentially posed this question, Kenobi, where we said, uh, where we talked about kind of fan allegiances, and some franchises have fan allegiances because of the franchise itself, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, like I would say like Florida, NYXL, or a couple where they're just fans of the franchises, and and there's a good chance that regardless of who's on that roster within reason, they'll still be fans of the franchise. And then right. there's people who are fans of the teams because of the players who are on the teams. Uh, mm-hmm. so they're a fan of specific, very specific players. Like maybe they're Sabioli fans. And now all of a sudden they're dynasty they're fans, fans because yeah. uh, he's not on like LeBron fans anymore. essentially. Like, yeah. And so and yeah. we talked, so we talked about this from the perspective of soon and why he would go to Boston, a team that, you know, doesn't have great results outside of their season one results. They haven't been very good at all. And mm-hmm. um, they're, their fan base is definitely really split on um, why that is, whose fault it is, where their trajectory is going. I mean, I have, you know, 12, not 12, probably four or five pages of Google Doc screenshots from every time we've rated Boston and said things about them that, you know, talk about how wrong we were and we ended up being, being right, right yeah. or closer to right. But the idea was, is, you know, when you bring in a player like Soon, if Boston loses, is it more detrimental to Boston's career or Boston's as a franchise or soon's career to be on the losing team? And we kind of just said like, mm-hmm. it's probably more detrimental to Boston uh, because people just love soon for soon. He's been on some good rosters before and not so great rosters before. And people just generally like him. And that's where this whole conversation was very like, let's just talk about, you know, the soon effect on Boston and what it means. And yeah. somebody just couldn't handle it. <laughs> just really? Couldn't. What'd they say? I'm interested. They couldn't. Let me Let me see. I want to pull it up because I don't want to put, because I'm worried that I will be guilty of doing the same thing that they kind of did to us, where they kind of put words, I put words in their mouth. Mm. And that's not what I want. Um, that's fair. By the way, to all the guys that are currently slagging, happy late Christmas to you guys. Hope you're having a great 2021, but you're getting it at the end of the year. That's how it works, apparently. <laughs> uh, so it was on so on Yiska's 11 to 13 power ranking, I posted, and so it begins, dot, 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 on it. And this person replies and mm-hmm. says, it's uncharacteristically generous uh, towards Boston for you guys that they're not ranked this low. After all, your last podcast had all three of you prematurely raging at Boston for 20 minutes for ruining Soon's career through the single act of signing <laughs> it's him. so weird it's so weird. very interesting i remember the question being posed quite differently than premature rage yeah but so know, what are you, you guys do? don't rage that often like well okay oh, not oh, anymore not anymore yeah so anyways we got to take the last time i remember it was like hero pools um, oh true big rage <laughs> 
But anyways, it was just, and they, they kind of backed it up towards the end. It's just like, I don't mean to come out across as overly grumpy. Happy holidays. And I get like defending your okay. team and you have every right to defend your team. However, 100%. the mm-hmm. f- you want, I don't care. I have the right of being on a podcast and making fun of you. <laughs> you have a platform. 100%. The, the thing is, fair, fair to Alpha Trion for like, like being, being willing to admit that they made a mistake and uh, sort of like walking that back. Self-awareness is... Uh, I, I don't mind, dude. Like when... When people, there's just an Achilles heel that everyone has to what's their favorite things, like friends, mm-hmm. teams. Of course. Yeah, Chinese like, Overwatch. Chinese Overwatch, as we will soon find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, that it's just like, it's just human nature, dude. Like, it's just like, sometimes you, you, you gotta have dumb spots. You gotta have dumb opinions about something. Like, mm-hmm. you can't always be correct. That's boring. Like, give me some, give me some I, sugar. I have a fun time being correct all the time. <laughs> And right. being dumb while doing it. How does he do it? Can we, How can does we, he do it? Exactly. Can we ask Katie about this? Can we get an expert opinion on that one? She's oh, uh, yeah. She's pretty uh, she's... closed at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, time. it's all in good fun. Please, 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 please. Tell us your hot, dumb takes. Oh, yeah. Your yeah, personal ones, and like, it, okay. and we can make it a, even a fun thing. But, but, okay, don't post the th- the worst things your brain can come up with that we know you don't actually mean. Yeah, yeah. give us the real ones because it's like you believe these are the lamest. Like, real honestly, like, like I I really loved like if you guys think back this um this stuff that Go- uh, Peak did with Sideshow, mm-hmm. this rage mm-hmm. stuff, right? That was yeah. amazing. But the takes became more and more ridiculous just to, Yeah, they, they like, were playing yeah. a game at that point. Yeah. Like, and how can I get on the show by okay, saying yeah. the most ridiculous thing possible? Yeah. No, yeah, no fake hot takes. You gotta the, mean it, dude. Like, yeah. put some... Like, if, if you... I don't know how you do it, but, like, make it so that there's, like, I don't know, ten bucks on it. Like, if I have it one of those happen, later, you probably, actually. Put some skin like, in the game in some way, right? Like, There's gonna be a couple it. of those maybe today, so you're gonna get some. Of that, yeah. <laughs> Chinese hot. Takes. It's okay. It's okay to defend your team, and it's okay to be right. It's okay mm-hmm. to be wrong. It is. It's I think okay. we all need to be better at being wrong. It's okay. I mean, it's like I just a need more practice, man. Like... I just need more practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta caster, miss more, man. I gotta catch some that's L's. It's <laughs> always been like told. It's like you need to be okay with being wrong, which is like mm. something that's very hard to. It's kind of kind of hard to stomach. Yeah. yeah. Especially the color caster, because you want to be right all the time, but like you have mm. to be okay with not being, uh, not that's, being the smartest in the room at one point. Uh, that's so beautiful, though, because like when you say something really dumb, it's like <laughs> you're this metal that's bent in a different, in a specific way that's sort of like broken, and then like this mistake gives you the heat where you can like straighten yeah, you can it bend out. It with, back, yeah, where you're just like feeling so bad. It's like. You, like the first emotion is just like to be defensive about it and go like no you're wrong and it, but it hurts it, it hits yeah. you in the soul it just you see a little punch where you're like oh, it does damn it, it does. there's there's something true about this like and then you can change yourself yeah yeah totally can you got to be malleable true all said Chinese Overwatch eh but how about it 
How about it? Pretty good. Let's do the thing. Uh, before we do, big thanks to our patron producers, though. Refined Bean from Dino Pin, Battle Crab, Lulshin, Rex Zane, Audio Compass, Kasha67, Shara Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tane, Fabled Steven, Roger B, Owen, Chris R34444, Horbjorn, I listen to this podcast while on the toilet and in the shower thinking of Yiska, Peace Camper, Anxiety Pokemon, Sir Girthalot, Bronzebot, Boohow, Evan, and Alex S. You, you okay? I almost spit up my water at Sir Girth's a lot. That was Sir Girth a lot. We had Shrek 2 on DVD. <laughs> we had Shrek 2 on DVD. I love that one. That was great. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, good. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and uh, thank you to Yiska for not letting us do any game nights ever. Um, I'm True. <laughs> I, I'm on Demon Time, but uh, like my yeah, sleeping yeah. schedule is completely Americanized. Like I, I sat right. in Discord until half past eight yesterday, just talking about the world. So I'm pretty good doing it maybe sometime early gen. Right. Let's yeah. do it. I think we're up to three. <laughs> I think we owe. Yeah, three. We, we've got some backlogs. We owe you. Can um, do, uh, do Mythic Plus with us and carry us. That's. I was gonna say. Well, so I know Yiska, you're level sixty now on your Horde character. Yep. Joe, are you sixty Horde? Or are you all Alliance now? Still? I'm no. I'm forty nine Horde. I have a forty nine Horde Paladin. So we're we're working on it. We're getting there. I have a sixty Horde. If there are people who want to do some tactical crouch type wow type stuff, I can absolutely set up a little guild for us. Be We wouldn't be like raiding or doing anything else, but it'd be just a great way for viewers to kind of hang yeah. out and other people in the uh -huh. community to hang out, play games together, do that kind of stuff. If you're interested in that, we're on Bleeding Hollow, but you don't have to be on Bleeding Hollow to play with us, obviously. You just have to be Horde. Yep. Um, would love to do it. Um, join Discord, discord.me slash Yiska out. And you know what, Yiska? Just because I didn't think this through and there's no place to post. Uh, we, we got a WoW Squad channel. Do we? Yep. Where? Oh, I didn't know. It's not either. open. Oh, it's not it's, open yet. That would yeah, explain it. Oh, I'm not even invited to, like, to it. Mods or whatever. No, you're admin. You should be able to see it, right? It's like directly on the announcements. Oh, why is it all the way up? Can still yeah. be. I don't know why it's there, but all right. Oh, Anyways, yeah, uh, maybe we'll make that public so anybody can join. But um, possibly. Anyways, we would love to. <laughs> we'd love Hell to play yeah. with you. Maybe we'll do it. Um, it'd be fun because I've thoroughly enjoyed our game nights. We have a lot of cool viewers, and true, um, dude. I, you know, it'd be really fun. What? Like a 2v2, like, war games tournament. No. Shadow <laughs> so I just get stunned, locked, stunned, locked. Yeah, I mean, shadow locked. Threes, yeah. It is what it is. I, I, then I'm, I surrender I'm, to madness and just, like, hope. Because then I finally that's don't like have that to... one, uh That's like that one uh, raid, uh, uh, I think, I forget what it's called, but the one where you have to go fight someone else sometimes. Oh, the... What is that? It's not Plaguefall, it's uh, Theater Pain. Yeah that one i just get shadow locked and just i can't do anything oh i just yeah. mind games devour <clears throat> devouring plague fear done oh yeah, yeah, yeah i mean i go hard when i go in that thing like i i all cooldowns i don't care about the dps on the boss i'm just there to beat you uh, 
All right. boss. Back back to Overwatch. Big thank you to Patreon producers. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for supporting <clears throat> the show. Let's play WoW together and other games. Patreon.com slash Tactical Crouch if you want to support. All right, APAC Gauntlet. It's a thing. It Pog. was a thing. It happened. It did. And who won, Kenobi? Team CC won. <laughs> That's right. They did. And it was... I mean, I was nervous going in because there was a lot of... Uh, obviously, I'm very tied to the Chinese Overwatch scene. And last year, I had to deal with LG Huya being absolute fucking awful in international play between Asia, like Pacific Showdown, and between Gauntlet, where they didn't even win a map at all. Like, they didn't win a map in uh, Gauntlet, I remember, from last year. So I have, I've had to live with that kind of for a year as like China being this meme, because I think we even sent like, a, we sent like our worst team probably out of the group of good teams in China at the time. LG who just got super lucky, I think with the meta. Um, but yeah, so I've had to live with that for a while. And then to have team CC, um, not only win, but win, I'd say pretty convincingly, they only dropped one map in a series. I don't think they ever went to, they lost more than two from what I can recall. And it was against like most of the good Korean teams, like WGS. They beat they beat Genji twice. They beat Runaway. They beat EM. Like every person that was thrown at them from Korea, they beat. And I think that they probably have at this point the best contenders team, like overall. Mm. So you think that if you were to take all of the regional winners, uh, be it I think it was American Tornado, British Hurricane, Hurricane. Team CC. And you put them in a pot and let them play a best of a hundred. Do you think that Team CC would would reign victorious? I mean, in the current meta. So, so when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about it as being like the meta that was played on Gauntlet Patch, which is like Ball Sigma, mm -hmm. um, Tracer, Echo, Ash, uh, Zen Mercy, or Zen Brig. I didn't mm -hmm. um, depending on which one. All of those, all of those characters or heroes, rather. Team CC is the best at like Ball. You have Gaga, the best. I think probably right now the best Ball in the world besides Aming. Um, Liga, who had a very phenomenal gauntlet, I think, on Sigma for the majority of it. Um, and I think actually L Liga, side tangent, played up to his contract because I think the Spark contract was pretty contested from what I heard. Like there mm. was actually some money going around for Liga, and I think he played up to that in gauntlet. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Dia, uh, we'll get to him later, but phenomenal on Ash, just really ex excellent his game player. Mm. Um, Tracer, Innovation had a really good, um, had yeah. a very good gauntlet, I think. And then you have Spectra on the back end, who, like, if they need to play Echo, they just bring in Spectra, who's just a really good Echo player and just projectile. And then Zen, 1987's cracked. Super Rich is really good at Mercy. So, like, every box is checked for this team if it's this meta. If it's a different meta, then I have to question, because there are some metas that Team CC struggle right. with, like the Somber meta, I think is why they lost their golden, like, year, because of the fact that they had to play through the Somber meta. Innovation Sombra leaves a lot to be desired because he's kind of playing with half the character because EMPs, when Innovation are using them, not very good. Um, and I think it's... Whenever I look back at it, I don't... I think it's like a him problem because whenever I look at it, it's usually him initiating with EMP, but there's no one there to follow up in a lot of these situations. So I think if it was to go to a meta like that, they don't cover that base, but any other meta besides that, I think they're fine in. Like, if it's Rush, you just put Innovation on May, or you play Spectra. Like, I think any other meta besides, like, a Sombra-centric meta, I think they'd still win. When it comes to Innovation, I've, I, I definitely 
see mixed signals with people's evaluations with him because I felt like the start to the finals, he was very, very quiet to a point where Stalker was pretty much like, yeah, it it was, yeah. I'm not big on innovation. He seems very hit or miss. I think toward I you can't ignore him towards the end of the final where he oh, yeah, absolutely he, he was off. was popping yeah. off and yeah. you know credit to him. Um, he's a name that definitely has been around China for a long time, but never really kind of stuck out. And it was weird to see so much like just unquestioned like support towards him and like him having just like such a good final. So does that kind of does that resonate with you? Like, is he or has he been? um as inconsistent as it seemed like he was in the final the, so the thing about, years, rather well so innovation for me innovation's the biggest issue with him is that he doesn't have a hero pool he has a hero puddle and it's <laughs> like it's very much but, you play tracer you play may and you can play sombra but the sombra needs work i think innovation to take that next step needs to have like a little bit more in his hero pool because mm-hmm. the tracer like Credit to Tracer. The Tracer is phenomenal. I think it's the best in China, hands down. Okay. Um, all things considered, I think during the regular season, he showed that. Um, like I said, the finals where you did see, I think he hasn't, he hadn't played up against the Tracer like Stalker, I think, like basically the whole year, I don't think. Like Stalker is like another level of Tracer compared to what he played against, like even beforehand against like the other Korean teams because Stalker is just that good. And then mm-hmm. I think as you saw him like kind of warm up in that grand final, like he absolutely is cracked on that character on like tracer. If you need like a tracer specialist, which is kind of a role that's dying a little bit, then I think you definitely can take innovation, but you have to be okay with the fact that you can really only play the tracer and the may, and then maybe a somber on top of that. Like this is very much a, like uh, not a Swiss army knife player. It's very much like a specialist. So when I look at innovation, that's the biggest issue that I have with him going to the next level is that hero pool because it's not very large. But the play, the heroes that he's good at, he's really he's freaking good at. good at. Like that tracer is the best in China, hands down. It's not even close a lot of the time. Like he's the best tracer on that team. Like D is probably the second best tracer in China. Mm. And innovation is better than he is. You'd say D is better than pineapple? On tracer? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I I haven't fucked, I haven't followed yeah, yeah. in a very very hot minute. But yeah, I was D, very, D, uh, D is really good. Pineapples. I mean, pineapple sick. We'll get to pineapple later, but yeah. later or right now or right now. Um, pineapple Go is really it. good. What's up with pineapple? I think he's he's <laughs> Katie's like. Didn't we have show notes for a reason? Like... No, no, because this is this is like you know, <laughs> and I I am very willfully. Um, ignorant of the asia region so like i'm not driving this conversation <laughs> it's just well yeah so so definitely maybe maybe to to kind of john's point like um maybe a little history lesson on who some of these more niche players are so like okay. who is pineapple what does he do and so pineapple is so pineapple was on is like a very new player coming in from t1w who i believe joined at the end of last year or at the start of this year i don't I think they're like close the same thing, but he comes out of like nowhere because T1W is a t- uh, had to um, put some players back in because of who they lost. Um, mm-hmm. So they bring in Pineapple, who just comes in and is just like this hit scan god has to kind of sit out a season because. And when I say sit out, he played, but T1W has this issue had this issue where 
they had this player called Misha who was a Doomfist one trick. And T1W decided the best way to win was to just play Doomfist earlier this year. And remember that Doomfist was not good earlier this year and hasn't been good for a very long time. So T1W sucked uh, in season one. We're horrible. Probably one of the worst performances from like a good team I've ever seen. Uh, and then this season when they could actually like play hitscan and pineapple could like be unleashed because they didn't have to worry about Micha being on doomfist being a one trick they pineapple actually performed like incredibly well on like ash on tracer on any hitscan role that he played so he is like i think at the current moment there is like this rebirth or a renaissance of like good chinese hitscan players because it's something that we haven't had in a very long time in the region this is like probably the best crop of hitscan talent we've had from China, and Pineapple is part of that. Just kind of towards the uh, bottom of the pack feels a little aggressive, but just on the, the end of that list. Oh, I think he's like t- up there. Like he's, he's right on, on the, the, the yeah. like the cream of the crop of this. Yeah, you if know, you had to like give me like a top injection. five, he's like three or two. Okay, like he's up towards. There. The, okay, yeah, interesting. Very good. Any other, any other names? I mean, we're already here, so we might as well. Um, any other names from China that you think are obviously we have the the team cat guys who we'll we'll get yeah. to, but any other names? Um I, I think Chengdu's Academy team is it was it Team Chaser has, team has Chaser, a couple. Yeah. yeah. Team Chaser, Prita and Monk are well Prita, the other the other thing about him is he's like a very much a tracer specialist. I haven't seen him play too much else. Um mm. Monk though is cracked. Monk is the next like good flex support coming out of China. Dude's dude's crazy. I think he's definitely at some point going to be an owl. Um, I think the rest of that team chaser team is not. It, it's like it's okay. It's not. Anything, and and those two players come from flag. Flag. They are hundred percent without a doubt the reason that flag won season two. If those two players mm-hmm. aren't on that team, which is what we saw at Gauntlet, they don't win anything. Um, because of the fact that like Ball Sigma meta was very like enabling of tracers and of Zenyatas, where you could just be cracked and you could like basically two v six, which is what. A Prita and Monk did and beat a team of like six like owl caliber players, I'd say. Mm. Um so overall I think a Prita and Monk a Prita, I need to see more of him again from his hero pool. Um and from Monk, I think send that guy to Owl whenever you can. Dude's absolutely insane on anything he plays. Are there any age co- um limitations to any of the players we, we've talked about? Is there any Pineapple is seventeen, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um let me check really quick about uh because Liquipedia is something that they do is the ages aren't usually right sometimes with yeah, a lot of true. Chinese players because they don't true, know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so I I believe a Prita and Monk, I think Monk, from what I can remember, is of age. I can yeah, he's 19. He it says he's preface this by he it says he's 19 on Liquipedia. That could totally be wrong. Because they they have a tendency to be uh, wrong on their um, yeah so, on the ages. So uh, I believe a Prita is doesn't even have an age here, so I don't know. But yeah, I, I think those are two guys who would definitely a Prita for sure uh, or Monk for sure rather goes to uh, Al whenever they can bring him back up. So there's one name that uh, well, there's a few names on Team CC that still. Uh, kind of escaped me as to why they are not on an Overwatch League contract as of yet. Um, I think Dia is the go-to, but Super Rich had a fantastic tournament. I don't Um, understand. I don't understand. I think the league is definitely hurting for main supports. 
Um, is there any idea as to why Super Rich might not be on, you know, a Chengdu in the future? Maybe even like coming coming into the midseason, it's something that Yiska has definitely postulated on that. You know, maybe midseason sees a much more um, with this season in particular, with how you know COVID's affecting things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we see some, you know, midseason pickups more so than we've seen in the past. Um, do you think there is, is there any reason as to why Super Rich might not be picked up? And do you think, or, or where do you think um, he might land? The so the funny, the funny thing about Super Rich is he does not have visa issues. Okay. He can go to anywhere. He can go anywhere, which is something that Chinese players actually don't have a lot of luxury of a lot of the time mm. is that they are pigeonholed into four teams, essentially, right? Which is right. the Chinese teams. They can't really go anywhere else. Super Rich does not have that problem because, I mean, remember, I think it was, um, I, I think there was a rumor that like Super Rich got very far in like the Boston trials last season. Right. Um, there was definitely, I think his name was being thrown around quite I a lot. I think that was like a, that was like a NGA rumor, I think more than yeah. anything, which is like the NGA is the Chinese Reddit. Um, yeah. so definitely a possibility for him to go basically like anywhere. I think that needs its main support. I don't think, I don't think there's a reason to not pick him up. He comms in English because from what I've talked with No Hill, they come in English and Korean most of the time. Like there's very little, um, there is still Chinese like, um, comms in the team because it is a mostly right. Chinese team, but they come a lot in Korean and English. So I d- the comms is an issue. Um, it's not like you're bringing in a Chinese player to like who only speaks Chinese, right? You still have the ability to come with like English and Korean players. So mm. I don't know why he's not now. I think it's, I think Chengdu would have like, I, I think they should have signed him instead of Nisha, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Um, that one seems weird now where it's yeah. like, not a player who was, uh, you know, again, haven't followed the contenders very closely, but not a name that I've heard thrown around a lot. Whereas, <laughs> you know, Hoyo Chan slash, you know, super rich, super rich is well, a name that even I remember when I covered well, it. So, I mean, Nisha was illusion and you had oh, some okay, okay. choice words about illusion. Yeah, not a big playing. fan of illusion, <laughs> not a gigantic, uh, you know, not a Home Depot big fan, let's say. So, yeah, so. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think Super Rich and D-, D is like the one where it's like he's. I, I don't get that one either. Like realistically, I think based on the whole performance he's had this season, the whole mm. performance he had through Gauntlet, um, he should also have probably been given some sort of role in an Overwatch League team. <clears throat> I think he so. From what I heard, he tried with all four, and all four of them seemed not good enough to. Uh, I really, that's, that's wild to me. Surprising. All four, they all, they all tried them and say they didn't like him. That's what I heard, yeah. Yep, that we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Now, to be fair, Hitscan is a role that is dedicated Hitscans, right? So let's be very clear on who we're talking about when we talk about Hitscan. You know, mid mm-hmm. to long range, you know, McCree, Ash, Widow, these kind of are the staples, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, is, it is a role that I wouldn't say it's being phased out, but is it is very difficult to compete with. Um, there, there are some incredibly talented, like, and again, some of the world's that's best. The, that's the thing. That's probably also like, if this ends up on Reddit, like the context is <laughs> it will. It, <laughs> it's that's it's not <laughs> that they don't like him. They don't like him as much as they are uh, designated other, players. Right. Right. Okay, so 
So if it's that four, that means that they like the so that means like Maya Kaylee, Jimmy are the two that like got over Dia, which which is I mean, you you fill us in. That seems very surprising to me, at least. I mean, theoretically, I, I, it looks like it's not even uh, Shanghai is necessarily off the table, but it would have been right, like because well, they have Molly, right? Like, well, yeah. I mean, Molly comes in Korean, so uh, I mean, Dia was on a team with yeah, them. No, Dia also, like, yeah, also should be able to, to right? Yeah, yeah. Dia, Dia should like Dia also has like an English and Korean com coming structure around him. Like mm -hmm. anyone on Team CC can go. To a different team in common Korean and English, like that. That's just something that you should, whenever looking at these players, right. realize it. And then, so like with Dia, like so, Mike Lee didn't like play that much this season. Actually, like realistically, mm. played mostly back towards the back end of the season because it was a lot of don't say. Actually, or uh, I think it was don't say. Yeah, don't say was the one who was playing a lot. And then okay. Mike Lee comes in on Ash, has a pretty decent performance, but it's it's every time I look at it, it's Team CC who's like. The best team and who like whenever they play billy billy and team cc play dia just dominates so like these players between like jimmy and mike lee had to have performed insanely well in trials and dia must have like performed like really bad because based on like the eye test of during the season it is blowing it blows my mind that like dia wasn't able to get on get in over those two and I, I mean, you could probably, I mean, I think, I don't know about budget or anything, but like Jimmy and Mike Lee are probably players that you got probably on the cheap. Like you didn't have to, like, there was probably no reason to like buy them out. Like Jimmy was on, I think he was on like flag or, or some team that I don't remember exactly. Uh, Jimmy was on Ultra Prime Academy. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So that was the old, that was the old, um, the Guangzhou team. So he was on the Guangzhou okay. team, who did like awful this season, by the way. Like Fifth really bad. twice. Yeah, they, they season two. I don't remember them two. because I didn't see them like at I saw them once, I think, during the entire season. Right, because um, you guys had like the we, weird broadcast yeah, schedule where like you got fed grand. specific VODs, right? Yeah, we only see the semis and the grands on the English broadcast, and wow. I didn't like I saw I saw Ultra Prime Academy once, I think. Gotcha. Um Jimmy, to be fair, is extremely good. And like everything I've heard from like the the people who have talked about Mike Lee and Jimmy is that they're insane aimers. Like these are mechanically extremely gifted Chinese player or Chinese hit scans. And like, this is what I kind of mean when I said this was like a renaissance of like Chinese hit scan is because we haven't had like a moment where there's been this many good hit scan players in China. Actually, it's mostly been like projectiles. And then the last time we had like a really good hit scan uh, crop of like Chinese players was like leave and Yang Zhaolong. We haven't really had like insanely good hit scan players coming out of this region. And now there's like five of them that I can name off the bat that are like extremely talented. So I think all things considered from when I look at Jimmy and Mike Haley getting in and Dia not getting in it, I think it has to probably go down to like the trials. If Yiska's, if what Yiska's saying is like true, they like, like, yeah, I, that sucks because I think Dia definitely based on his performance throughout the entirety of like gauntlet, Season two, season one this year deserves probably to be in now. It's it's interesting in the sense that <clears throat> I feel like we've had this discussion about the importance of trials. I remember talking, I think it must have been early season two with bare hands about that specifically on a podcast where we said like it feels like what you should be doing is looking at the player's games looking what he actually does in officials, and then you have dinner with him, check out if he's a sound person, and then you sign him without a trial. Like, that was always my idea of, like, how that 
like is that something that you could do if you have enough tape of the respective uh, player right. in high pressure situations that's most definitely the case for dia right yeah so 100%. i i imagine that there must be some something intangible that this player doesn't have to the degree that they want it to uh, ha um, want him to have, or that they value trials higher in terms of um, like trying to sign the player, which mm -hmm. I fundamentally don't really like. It, it, trials should be like a like a thing where you check yeah. for specific attributes, not the overall quality of a player. Which is very much proven in high-pressure situations, in actual yeah, life games. Yeah, I mean, D is the best player in Chinese contenders. Like, it's not, it's not really close. Like, realistically, like mm. he is the best player coming out of that region, and the fact that he's not now is a bit weird to me, especially because there were opportunities for him to go. Like, there are hit scan openings. There were on Chengdu. Mm. There were on Charge. There, yeah. I mean, not on Spark because Spark is Spark, but like at you know, even Shanghai, if they're bringing in Molly, why not bring back D? I mean, they released him, but you know, regardless, I think that there were openings for Dia to go to Owl and they just were passed up. And that's, I think, for a player who has dominated the region, who has been the best in their region, like it sucks that they can't go to Owl. Yeah. Also, theoretically, I don't think it needs to stay with these four uh, Asian teams either. No, I think, yeah. I think, for instance, like recruiting for those that are going over would have been an idea, right? Like if if he has the the English Korean comes down, you have such a long off season. You just get it, get him yeah. in. You have half a year. Like as a as a teacher of languages, that's plenty, dude. That's a plenty of time if you dedicate the person to regular English or, or Korean classes. And trying to, you of course won't get them fluent, but will, you will get them to a point where it's like a point in language learning where you're now able to infer meanings of words you don't understand and also feel sort of kind of secure in having conversations. And that's like the point of exponential growth where like language learning now is just a passive process that you right. can uh, get through by just being the environment of the language, right? And six months, I feel like, is plenty if you have, like, three to five lessons a, a week. At that point, I mean, not to completely go into a, a language tangent, but, uh, you know, when you're, when you're talking about hitting that point, is that something that you feel like could still cause people issues, especially within these high-pressure environments when trying to convey, like, large, sure. Kind of sure. big-picture yeah. ideas? I feel like that doesn't get kind of covered enough when it comes to like, oh, just get them a translator or, oh, get them like it still weighs on people to have to. To not be able to like properly say what they mean, I feel like is incredibly frustrating and, and you know, is a stress in and of itself, even though you give them as much resources uh, as an organization as you can. Right. Um, when it comes to. I had a point that I was going to make and I completely just lost it. But um, when it comes to Dia in particular, Kenobi, uh -huh. if, if you had to reach and not, not speculate as to why, but you know, does he have any tendencies? Is he overly aggressive? Like 
he's not the perfect player ever. So like, no. where do you feel like you you've seen criticisms or where have you actually actively given him criticisms um, when, when covering him within China? I mean, the thing about Dia in China is that it, it almost does sometimes feel like he is the perfect player because he is, I think a step above a lot of the players in China, like sure. China okay. to be fair is a very, top heavy region i would say there's three teams that i think are extremely good and then the rest kind of fight each other out for it um the three being like the academy teams and then not guangzhou's team um because they've (laughs) had a really bad time um but the thing about dia that has i mean when he's played his tracer i think at sometimes has been like a little bit over aggressive in a few moments where i think that's really like when team cc struggles i think they struggle the most when he's on tracer um, mostly because innovation has to go play Sombra, which is the biggest issue, but still, like, I think the Tracer can definitely be worked on. It's a very important hero. It's not like it's bad or anything, right? I still think it's the second best in China, but if they're, w- like, like, when you're taking that next level into Owl, you're scrutinized to, like, such a higher level, and you're playing against much better competition. To be honest, the Tracer competition in China isn't that great. You have this best, you have the best one on your team, and then you're the second best, and then there's, like, three others beneath you, right? So, I think there are some tendencies with Dia where his overaggression gets the better of him on Tracer. I think Hitscan, like, if you're just talking about, like, Ash, McCree, Widow, those are basically, like, in China... Those are Dia staples. There's his staples, right? There, there's really nothing I can say negatively about any of those heroes because he is so dominant on them in China. And even in Gauntlet, like, they, they smacked a lot of the time with Dia on, like, a lot of these Hitscan roles. So... Mm. The speculation I would have as to why Dia isn't in Owl is it's a money thing. You had to pay, like, probably had to pay for, like, a good amount for him. Like, this isn't, like, a. I don't think Dia's a league minimum player, right? I think that's... Sure. That, wouldn't, that would be something that I think is a possibility. Or that the next step going back to Owl, the competition got so much better overall and just in that like 1v1 scenario where you don't have team cc necessarily being the catalyst for how well you're doing mm. is something that prob that could have possibly hurt him where you're going into an environment where you don't have this like insanely good communication structure with a team that is insanely good around you where you kind of have to fight for yourself a little bit more and that's where maybe it fell apart for dia in those trials because when he's on team cc Team CC will feed him. They will feed him every resource possible. Like, he is the carry of that team a lot of the time. Gaga just goes off and does whatever he wants on ball, and then Dia just stays back and shoots people, right? That's a lot of the, that's a lot of how Team CC played when it was this Sigma ball meta. So, mm. I think, like, Sigma shields would also be given to him. Like, every resource was given to Dia to have Dia be the one to be able to realistically carry the team. If in trials he doesn't have that, that's possibly a, an avenue where I think that probably could have made the trials look a little bit worse. Mm. Now you kind of mentioned Gaga, and uh, funnily enough, somebody mentions an, an old, you know, Chinese player's name, um, Ji Chiren, as uh, some of the some of the more notable uh, Chinese main tanks coming over and not being uh, the hottest of hot. Ameng, to his credit, you know, has a fantastic ball, but uh, let's face it, not much else. Um, as much as we try to defend him at every corner and every avenue. You don't remember uh, his Arissa dude from Moss 7 Club? Oh, I remember, but <laughs> it, it, it don't hold up. It definitely uh, did not age like a no, fine wine. No, it but, did uh, is, is Gaga the type of player to come into Chengdu and kind of reshape how we think of Chinese main tanks? Is this, is this the next coming of Christ in your eyes? 
Well, I mean, he's a, he's he's the total package, right? This guy can play like anything, and I mean, to his credit, his ball is like the best in the world. I think at this point, like I haven't seen Amin okay. play ball in a while, so very much recency bias here that I'm talking about Gaga's. Like I've seen him, that ball in like all throughout Gauntlet was just that was ball diff. The grand hmm. final, it's like that play on Volskaya where he goes and he kills Stalker and then pile drives him and then after 20 seconds just vanishes from like the face of the earth of that map and Chung like and uh not Chung uh Team CC win. Like yeah. that was nuts. That's just like an insane play that's incredible game sense, awareness, everything that like a ball player needs to have. And then he can also play like Reinhardt, he can play Orisa, he played the double shield, like he he's played in Rush before uh during the season. Um What's the other main tank that I'm missing? Winston's his Winston's fine. Like it hasn't been played that much because Winston's not like been a staple in the mm. meta, but like it works. Mm. They played dive this season. So he's he's arming. He has the capabilities of arming with the ball, but he also has everything else. He has the other four main tanks that he can play in his repertoire as well. And they're very, very good. This guy is not Gusha level, I think, on like a lot of his here. I mean, his ball, I'd say probably is like if you're comparing like Gusha's Winston to Gaga's ball. I think they're on the same level in terms of like their um, capabilities. But this is the next best main tank coming out of China, and I don't really think it's close. Like he is, he's the next coming of like you know whatever of Christ. Like as you were saying. Sure. Now that that's definitely been a big uh, attack vector for you know uh, criticizing Chengdu in the past has been you know their tendencies to rely maybe let's say a little too heavily on their their comfort play and and you know their main tank definitely doesn't uh stray flex. away from that or or yeah. have the ability to flex to, to kind of well no they brought in eighteen remember yeah another one that really kind of swung in this um, <laughs> i just i every time i think of eighteen i think of uh, yiska's tweet of of the uh of the of like this one feeds alone of the whale yeah, yeah. <laughs> every single time yeah. Every single time I think of 18, I think of that tweet. Somebody who looked kind of promising coming in, but did not land. Boy, that was no, uh, that was a a bad take. That um, was a band aid on like a giant flesh wound. Yeah. So, so you think this is more, you know? Oh, they've like adding... patched up. This they've like they've like patched up. They've nursed it. The wound's been cauterized. Like this is who you need as a main tank to fill your main tank role. He can play whatever. His ball is extremely good if you if it's still ball meta. Uh, but if you need him to flex over to other things, he can definitely do that. Well, do you think that it, it'd be a little weird to see Chung do without Aming? Yeah, I think it'd be a bit weird. He's he's a, I think a lot of the identity of Chung do, as just like a brand, mm -hmm. kind of comes from this like Yoda. Remember like the Yoda chat yeah. and all that. I think you need to keep that around kind of for a little bit longer. For sure. Is can can you give us like a comparative uh, idea, like how good, like someone like Gaga, for instance, is in comparison mm -hmm. to like the top rookies coming in uh, from Korea, like like Mews, like Yakpung, like and Yakpung, of course, not rookie, but like coming from content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mag and uh, Mag, like how does he stack up? So Mag is like I, I think Mag has like his own like echelon I think above right. everyone else, and then I think the step below that is where I would put Gaga. Gaga at least on like for ball, I actually think he's probably the best ball coming out of contenders, like hundred percent. Right. I don't even think it's close. 
Um, but like just main tank overall, I think there is Mag, and then there is like those other players like Muse, I think Gaga and like Yakpung. I think there's like a that tier behind Mag. That's right. where I put Gaga. I think he's right there as like this really capable main tank player, probably going to be your starter most of the time, can fit any role. He's definitely someone who I think is right there. Right. Like like how do you generally think okay? There's something in me where, there's, where I draw parallels between okay. games, right? Mm -hmm. So those that have followed esports will see that the pattern in League of Legends was first, NA and EU were the best regions. Then, for a long time, Korea was the best region, bringing the best talent and whatnot. And then it was China. And it didn't mm. go quickly at yeah, all. It did not. But it sort of like foreshadowed that this would be something that is in development. Do you think that's that's a fair like are we at the dawn of Chinese Overwatch being we're like <laughs> you know? We're we're like we're a little bit before IG wins worlds, right? We're right. maybe like season six, where I think it was like was it OMG who was in the like OMG was at the I think the the league team that so. was uh at that point really good with like uzi um right rng he, no it, well the one before uzi went to rng they, yes the, yeah. it was still uh, omg pretty yeah, sure OMG. was it so uh i don't know why i know that um uh i think we're right there because we did like china won gauntlet and it's not like china won gauntlet with like a team of like full koreans this was a chinese team mostly right innovation was yes. there inspector was there but Five out of those six players were Korea, were Chinese rather. So this was a Chinese team, full Chinese, who is the best like Chinese teams to ever play in that region, right? We had LFZ back when like you know KT Joe and I were you know on the broadcasts. We had that team who was the golden sick, years. who was yeah the six insanely for us, good not Korean. for them for us <laughs> for us true true. We had six in like that LFZ team is like I would say right now after what team cc has done that lfz is like the second best team to ever play in china because i think team cc is just through hero pools through everything that they had to deal with the stress mm. of like this whole year through gauntlet is the best team to ever play in this region i don't i think at this point now you can give them that and they're an all chinese team and with what's happening now in terms of like the chinese talent coming into overwatch you have shy coming in you have um you have gaga you have 1980 far away 1987 you have like all of these insanely talented Chinese players who are starting to come up. And I think at some point we are going to turn because we've already had that one moment where like, remember when RNG in 2016 won like MSI, right? That's kind of how I equate this gauntlet win too. Is like, this is finally where like the Chinese team and the Chinese talent is like able to beat the Korean teams pretty convincingly, like, which is what RNG did against, um, I think King zone was the team that they beat like, and going forward and like, you know, whatever, but, I think this is the turning point where China starts to be less of like that Mimi uh, region where it's like, oh, we kind of have to dismiss this region. And they're starting to become the major region that they are kind of uh, labeled Always as now. painted as. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's the four major regions that like contenders talks about. It's like NA, EU, Korea, China, China. I think now after this gauntlet win and after the season that they've had with Team CC, I think they're finally at the point where they can be considered a major region by like everyone. And then also mm. like up there, like maybe one of the like they have the best team in contenders right now. I think overall China has some work to do, but I think 
from the top, like where we're getting these owl players coming from, this is probably the best that we're going to get. And this is this is probably some this is probably leading towards possibly like in a couple of years, depending on where like these players go, how they perform. There could be the possibility that like Chengdu wins out or something or like a a team with like a lot of Chinese players. Because like because like when IG won, they had rookie and the shy who were both Korean. So like it wouldn't like so. But they were still a Chinese team, right? They still Mm -hmm. had Jackie Love. They had Ning. They had Balon. So this is if we're drawing those parallels, we're a little bit close to that ig moment where china finally wins like a world's interesting mm. now staying within chengdu for a moment um i know that we kind of briefly touched on nisha who if <laughs> memory serves me and you corrected me that's illusion who that is it. comes from t1w yeah yeah he was also on the team when kt was there too yeah yeah, way, way back. Yeah, illusions been around in China that. for a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> Was going to say that. Not, not my favorite main involved. support. <laughs> not my favorite main support ever. Uh, Kaneki. Tell me what he's been up to because if memory serves me, he was an LGD boy. Kaneki was an LGD boy. He was a cat. He was yeah. team cat boy. Also. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, he was the DPS partner of Guanglun. Um. Mm. Two people who we will definitely we will. You know, talk I mean, Kineki. why why not why not just jump into that now? You know, so uh, Kaneki was Cat. the yeah Kaneki was the so Team Cat was this so the story of Team Cat is actually because I remember Yusuke was talking about this kind of a couple um, a couple uh, shows Absolutely. back was that Team yeah. Cat used to be Team CC trainee, but from what I heard and like this is just I I know nothing official. Um, that I think that there were some issues with the fact that you can't really have an academy team if you're an academy team. Correct. Um, so Netties couldn't like give them because I think Netties the one who owns Shanghai and Netties can't have technically Team CC trainee as their um, as like on their dime, right? So that team becomes Team Cat, but they still like have the ability to scrim Team CC, which is why when Team Cat was a thing, they were so good because they were basically another leg of team CC's just dominance in the region. That's why they basically Mm. crushed everyone besides team CC. So, um, that team was really good. It's a shame. We only got to see them for one, uh, tournament. Um, and it was that, it was that meta where it was very much like the hog Zarya Genji Ash type of stuff. Um, so Kaneki was very much a Genji player at that point. I think what Kaneki is, is a substitute for Jinmu because their hero pools are basically the same. Um, okay. I don't see a moment where I would ever pick Kaneki over Jinmu in a scenario where maybe the Tracer, that's like the one thing that Kaneki has that Jinmu does not. Because mm. a lot of these Chinese players have really weird hero pools in terms of just like what they can play. Because there are yeah. players who are like projectiles, but like everyone who can pl- everyone can play McCree, right? Or everyone can play Tracer. There are these like overlapping abilities. So if you wanted to maybe bring in uh, Kaneki to play Tracer and Jinmu can't, and it's like a double hit scan meta, so you play like Kaneki Jimmy or Kaneki Leave, something like that, definitely possible that Kaneki comes in. But I would expect mostly it to be Jinmu starting. So I'm going to hit you with two quick questions regarding uh, the comparison between Kaneki and Jinmu. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that Kaneki has the same star potential that Jinmu has? Is this like a fully disagree? Is this a slightly disagree? Is this a I don't know? Is this a relatively well, because we agree? Didn't, we didn't 
when we were when we were talking about Juno coming into the league, we you and I were like the only ones, and KT as well, because KT was there. Uh, Primarily, <laughs> we were like me, the only ones I who, think on this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> KT was on the Jinmu bandwagon like at the start. Um, I, I think Jinmu like shocked everyone with how good he was on Farah. I mean, and I don't know if Kaneki has that same star power because Jinmu is a if on the like correct hero like on like Genji or on Farah, the dude's a top five DPS now. I don't know if Kaneki has that. Okay. Because no, I haven't that's... seen I haven't seen the same like specs of star power that when 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 like Jin was on Ma 7 Club, we mm-hmm. saw like those brief little like moments where it's like this guy is cracked. Kaneki, I haven't seen that yet. Now I'm gonna hit you at this. Okay. Does he have the same tendency to feed? <laughs> uh <laughs> little bit. Because Jin he that does, question would not be admissible in, in court, by the way. Yes. It's called a well, leading that's why, question. That's why Veltel's there. Leading the witness, objection! Veltel's there on Mercy just to, like, literally just stand there. It's like, okay, I'm going to die. Just res me. Just, you're yeah. there. Frame perfect. And, and it's very, you know, stylistic. And, you know, I'm, I'm very much into uh, unique ways of playing games. I think it's very interesting. But Jinmu can be... A liability for this team. Yes. But also very much a spearhead, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. the Doomfist, the Genji, the Farah, we've all we all remember the clips. We all remember being, you know, shocked on Ilios and, and just being surprised at how how dominant he can look in one instance, and then in the ne- next instance, he looks like Arhan's stepbrother. Um <laughs> What you know is Kaneki in that same vein, this this hyper aggressive, you know super you know no. crazy dps player or is he's, he a little bit more tame he's more tame 100 okay i think i think he's more much more of like the i'm gonna wait for my genji blade to be perfect kind of thing like measure okay. twice cut once where jinmu's just like just you know cutting every macro time cuts. It's, yeah just, macro, if it's, it's up just, use it yeah if it's on c like off cd just you know spam gotta, that button. you know gotta yeah. keep my dps high yeah, I, I, can't have, my, my, I can't have a green pot. Yeah, he's he, yeah, Jinmu min maxes <laughs> very much. Mm. Yeah. So, do you think that that could be maybe a selling point for Coach Ray, who's obviously coming back? Who I won't, you know, uh, I'll leave the the gushing for you. But um, when it comes to Kaneki versus Jinmu. Is there an argument to have to say that Kaneki might be a little bit more tame, might not be so aggressive, and can play maybe a a different style of projectile to Jinmu, who maybe comes in on control to you know, yeah, that's play, sure. uh, yeah, a different style, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Where it, it, I think what Kaneki does is it gives them I, when I say he's a sub, I, I kind of mean that as like if I'm taking like the best players in sure. terms of like who I want to start you know, Jinmu's my top, but, like, there is that ability to have a different type of playstyle when you look at um, the ability for Jinmu to play that more aggressive style like you're talking about, and then if you want to play a little bit more laid back in a meta calls for, like, a projectile player not to be just, like, super hard aggro like Jinmu is, then you can bring in Kaneki, which I think giving Rei more tools in a toolkit to do that is definitely something that is very good. Mm. Last but not least, when it comes to Chengdu, we have Ivatal, who is on a two-way contract now. Um, does that does that surprise you as much as it did 
It did. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Very much. It, uh, I don't. Very, very Especially because Niche is the only one coming. Like, if they're moving Yveltal to two-way, for super rich, I understand. Okay. Very much I understand. They're moving him for Nisha, who, again, is not the person I would have chosen to... Obviously, I'm not Ray. You know, Ray knows what he wants. I trust in him wholeheartedly. But just, like, for me, if it, it's like... Yveltal is still probably better than Nisha would be, in mm. my opinion. When it comes to now, now for John and Yiska, you know, mm-hmm. Yvetal is a name that we kind of hold in high esteem, correct? Like this is this is you know yeah. a, a solid main support in the league, right? Like this isn't this is a, a kind of a, a scary loss for this team that is in need of of consistent, you know, good players, and I think Yvetal is is definitely up there, and it seems like you know. That's the case, you know, just across the board. Um, does this concern the two of you when it comes to him moving to two way? Is this something that might, you know, hinder the team in the future if he's maybe taking a step back, needs some time to breathe? Do you think Chengdu, as much as they seem to have improved, you know, when it comes to depth and having a more consistent main tank who just isn't a ball one trick? Uh, because let's face it, at this point, I think it's fair to say that Ameng is only compete you know can only compete on ball um does questions around main support kind of make you worry about Chengdu? the thing is i would i will have to refresh my memory on what the two-way changes are and what the regulations are as to how people can participate in the um upcoming events because mm. theoretically speaking like being two-way is not that prohibitive especially for someone Not that anymore. might 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 want to bring in um for specific heroes and otherwise it's just a good way to keep them warm um sure during the uh season i also think that contenders teams are a huge benefit to the teams that have have them and can allow for them especially mm. in the uh western context where it's like Boston has a bonus based on having a contenders team still left, right? Right. So, um, yeah, depending on the rules, I'm not sure how prohibitive that really is. And if the need arose, I mean, that's definitely easier than signing a new player to send someone to a full contract. Definitely agreed, 100%. Which is why I feel like this is strange for a veteran to be moved to two-way and not to sign a rookie on a two-way. Does that kind of make a distinction in your mind? Very much so, but I don't have the information to really assess why that would be a sound move to make. Mm. Because, theoretically speaking, you kind of want that to be the opposite, unless Nisha is just like very clearly the better Lushu and Brig. And then that you cover probably 70 to 80% of the playtime uh, during the season if we extrapolate what matters could be going forward and also take in um, past data into, uh, in mind. Like, Mercy Wall has played, but not that much, right, over the season. So, um, yeah, maybe it's just a reactive thing where you want to p- keep your, your ace on a specific hero warm on any other. Um, meta-specific heroes, so you can bring them in. But then again, mm. like I will have to revisit 
uh, two-way roles extensively, because I think, especially in APAC, they will play a pretty big role as to how that region will pan out, um, just by the fact that, I don't know, it's like if you have a really good um, contenders team in a region that's this small, that's a huge benefit in scrims, and in being able to avoid specific sure. opponents, especially for the tournament um, structure, right? So there we will have to see, of course, like, as always, the best way to sort of like suggest yourself uh, to become an all player is to be on an academy team that does promote players. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, like I'm also keeping an, uh, like, an eye open on these. It's also interesting to see like how well uh, Chengdu's um, contenders team generally will perform. Do you have like a projection, like how good that team will be? Is that is that too early to um, say? No, 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 no. I can. I mean, they're definitely academy teams. Usually, unless you're Guangzhou's academy, which <coughs> has had issues. Well, say. Uh, so let's do a head to head for all the academy teams. You well, know. Team CC. I. I. So they got get, get, uh, like gashed gutted. in terms of like yeah. all of, yeah gutted um so i can't to be fair though i have full confidence in like if super rich india and no hill and mochal who are no hill and mochal are the two coaches um if they're still there along with d and super rich team's top three 100 i don't like really need to uh I, I have so much faith in those people um that i think they can definitely be top three just by that that alone and i think they're going to find people as well who um oh also Spectre's gonna be on the team still, can't forget him. But they'll find people to, you know, close the ga uh gaps pretty well. Um when I look at Team Chaser, they have a Prita I really like on Tracer, Monk, who I think is again the next best yeah. uh, flex support coming out of this region. Eveltal on that team's gonna be big. Um the part that worries me about this team is X-ray and Late Young, um, who are tanks that I don't necessarily think are going to be that great. So I would probably put this team fourth. Wait, well, let's see. Hold on. There's no. So Guangzhou Academy is fourth because I don't know what that team is doing. I'd say Team Chaser is probably. Th are they better than BLG? That's the question. That's the question because I don't know what's happening with BLG either. Because if they if BLG gets pineapple, I think that's nuts, and I think BLG is going to be sick next season. Mm -hmm. Um, which they did. They they brought in pineapple for Gauntlet, and there are rumors that TONW is disbanding. So, um, if BLG signs like pineapple and like continues to have this really uh, good academy system, I think they can definitely be the best team. Um, I still think Team CC is probably going to be first. I think that team's just like even like without you know their star players that have been taken to Al. I think that team can still just be incredible um overall uh so i would i think i keep them at first because i have a lot of faith in no hill and a lot of faith in super rich india i think i put chaser second blg third um maybe like 2a 2b for blg and team chaser and then Guangzhou fourth hmm. you kind of uh you mentioned a team that is the 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 former home to a player who i'm Interested to see, hear your opinion on, um, and that's Shy, who is joining the Guang, you know, the Hangzhou Spark, coming in, and uh, you've, yeah, you've definitely given some, 
You've you've definitely given some glowing reviews, so uh, now's the time to double down. He hasn't or been shy about. He's definitely not been shy. Um. um yeah. So shy is. Is it? Can, I'm sorry. We, I'm gonna. Can I interrupt you for a second, Joe? Because you wrote these sure. show notes, and because yeah. I know so little about the region, most of the time. I couldn't tell if Gush was a word or a player. A player, yeah, that's true. Is it is it a player? I'm like, what does Gush about a... what does Gush dude, about Shy mean? Dude, there are so many like like also they all changed their names going into Al, which was yeah. Like Farway, Far okay, Farway 1987 used to go by Farway, then changed it to 1987 this season, and then now has gone back to Farway 1987. Not gone back to just like mix them both together. Gaga put a nine in his name for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> my Kaylee was Kaylee and then just put a MY in front of it. Jimmy's the only one who kept his like actual name from like what I've known them. Um but yeah, Shy, if we like make these parallels where like Leave was like Uzi, uh this is Jackie Love, essentially. Like this is the next like incredibly talented DPS player. Probably gonna make a run for rookie of the year, depending on how Spark play them. Um, because they do have Godsby still on that team. And I don't know how the structure is going to work with like the Korean and Chinese players. Sure. I think Shy, to be fair to him, has had basically a whole year of playing with the Spark because he wasn't on BLG this season at all. He was basically training with Spark the entire time. Um, so I think this is someone who, when I talked about Leave being like a rookie of the year candidate, this is like the next, this is like another thing. Like Shy is a disgustingly good mechanical dps coming out of china probably the best dps coming out of china right now because he's like a rookie because he's coming in the season but this is someone who is probably going to uh shock you and how good they are because they've haven't you haven't seen anything from them for a while but they are the real deal so you're telling me that switch from flex support was warranted oh yeah dude I remember how many I, I'm interested to see how many people maybe in the comments even remember that shy was a flex support at one flex time. Support. And, and this is at least like and no credit if you don't this is years ago at this point yeah, yeah he yeah. started off on LGD as a flex support so no no harm no foul if you're like oh I didn't know he played Zen he was very yeah, mechanically Zen, gifted Zen, yeah he's a very mechanically gifted player yep. I think now with the one knock I always had about shy was that he, the coaching I think could have been a lot better on him especially on BLG um I hope the spark team has like kind of like whipped that out of him where it's like you can't just go on these like yeah. you can't go on these like giant flanks by yourself and try and make healer plays like this is a six player game you're you need to come communicate with the team and Shanghai Masters I think from what I saw from shy I think he's kind of gotten that out of his system a little bit. So uh, this is a rookie of the year candidate, hundred percent. I think one of the the next best player coming out of China, hands down. Watch out for Shy. Now staying with Spark for a moment, you know we we did kind of briefly mention Liga um, on this team and and having a great gauntlet performance. Uh, do you expect him to be? A, a knockout performer much in the same way that we had last season with people like Kron coming into the league and you know other just very uh, not surprising but like surprising to see them compete at such a high level and still maintain that level within the Overwatch League do you think that Liga could be within that some within a similar class coming into 2021 Burner's the other flex tank on a uh, Spark right 
Uh, yes. I'm going to double check. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like, so I don't know what they're going to do because they both they have Bernard and Liga, which is like shouldn't be fair. Stacked. That's yeah. stacked. Their team is nuts. Like all, but I don't know how it's going to work out playing. So w- if I had to guess, I would say Liga comes in if Sigma's in the meta because Liga Sigma, I think based on what we've seen on Gauntlet, is insanely good. Just cooldown management, understanding of where to place shields, his accretion. Like you need to have good mechanics to play Sigma in general, and I think he definitely showed that at Gauntlet specifically that he knows what he's doing. Um, I would expect so if Sigma's in the meta, I think it's Liga comes in, and then. Mm-hmm. I think if it is Diva meta or if it's Zarya meta, I would probably expect that to be Bernar um, more often than not. So the question of like, is he going to have an insane performance if Sigma's in the meta? Yes, I think he is going to be probably that like Krong level of um, flex support or flex, not flex support, flex tank coming into the league. Now, kind of pairing slightly down what fire lord arkin had had asked but um a question from chat um do you feel like soman too will have a good impact on the spark do you think that he'll be playing mostly within that kind of zarya specialist role because that's what we've seen him excel probably the most at um, mm-hmm. going back to 2019 in the goats meta or do you think that he might start to trade time with Shy with Godsby and in this DPS rotation? Is I don't it, think do you have should. any kind of thoughts there? There really shouldn't. I, I mean, I don't know exactly how the comp structure is going to work or like how he's going to fit mm. into the team um, with all of that. But Zarya specialist, I can definitely see him being that. If they if it's like if it's like a hard stuck Zarya meta, like it's you play Zarya Ryan, I can definitely see Soman Su being that person who comes in and plays Zarya. Um, to be fair, Shy could also play Zarya. He's very good at that character. Um, even back in Goats. So, um, but like if if we're talking about like DPS, like maybe Reaper. I think that's where Shy struggles sure. a bit. I think Somansu could definitely come in in that scenario. But if it's like McCree, like Somansu's not going to play McCree over Shy or Godsby. I think. So I think Somansu is very much a specialist person on this team. Like if you want to play Reaper, play him on Reaper. If you want to play him on Zarya, play him on Zarya. But if it's like you're playing him on uh, DPS, like you can't play him over. I, I don't see a world where you play Suman Su's McCree over Shy's. I just don't. Right. Now, you're kind of hinting at, you know, attributes that I hold, at least in high regard. So I'm interested to see where you think, if you had to give an early projection, just not a ranking, right? Just an mm-hmm. early projection on how you think the spark will do. How do, how do you expect this team to land? Obviously, with, with Liga coming in and your, your glowing review on him as well as Shy, um, this, this team is very deep. This team's uh, like cracked. Like, so out of their, like, this team is so good. Like, on paper, on paper, this team is like incredible. Like, you mm-hmm. have Gushua and you have, um, yeah, Yakpa? No. Gusha, um, Coldest, Mika, Shy. No, who's the, other, who's the other main tank on uh, Spark that they signed? Uh, just Gusha, mm. Liga, Bernard, Takoyaki. Takoyaki, okay, yeah, Takoyaki. But yeah. Um, yeah, but like, so this team, like, from top to bottom, you look at this team, like, you signed MCD, you have Coldest, mm. who's kind of just sitting there if you need Coldest. Um, your main supports are good, because I think Mika actually, all things considered, had a pretty decent performance last season when we saw them. Um, your DPS line is disgusting. You have Shy and you have Godspeed, and you have Somansu if you need. Um, your tank main tanks, Takoyaki Gusha, uh, and you have probably one of the best flex tank duos in the league with Liga and Bernard. 
so this team, 100%, I think, should make playoffs. If they don't make playoffs, it's a failure. Um, beyond that, I think this is, on paper, easily a top three team in APAC. Easily. Like, I, I think they should have no problem, on paper, getting top three in APAC. No, no discernible hero pools to kind of throw at them that you think that that might. No, because I think they have like every like the only the only issue I could see is like maybe like the, before Takayaki is of age, mm. which like, I don't know when that happens. Uh, I'll take a whenever look that would be. Um, April. 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 OK, so like 18. maybe before that, where if they have like an if they have to play like an Arisa meta, Gusha's Arisa is not very good. Just it's not. So that would be that would be one of the issues. His ball isn't like fantastic either. He's very much a Reinhardt and a Winston player. Mm. Um, so that would be the one point. But once Takayaki comes into the lineup, I don't think there is a gap. I don't think there's like a a meta that this team realistically couldn't shouldn't play wouldn't be able to play right. So mm. I think they cover a lot of their bases with how deep their team is, how good the depth is. Because usually in depth, sometimes you have just like players who are just kind of there, right? Just lost, right? Yeah. This, this, the depth that I see from Spark is just like nuts. Like everywhere I look, you can put basically intertwining players in that role, and the team is still really good and still probably top three. So, in my opinion, I think playoffs for sure, top three in APEC for sure on paper, and then I think they could definitely make a run for like final four. Hmm. Final four in APEC or overall? Overall. Yeah, is that is that too far off of where you've put them? Mm, I have sparked very high. Yeah, I think the entire setup is pretty high. I will say they have depth. Just a little disappointed in some of the depth that they have. Okay. I thought like there's still even remaining better players outside there. Maybe like Takayaki doesn't really like. I, I'm not that high on like the. Uh, MCD, I'm not sure. Like, you're not high on MCD, really? Yeah, I, I feel like you could have ha had, like, if you're already spending big time, and this team has spent big time, some well, of yeah, the parts, I mean, yeah, they... then you probably should be competing for other names. I feel. Um. So. But I mean, you have coldest. Like, you're you're not like. Sure. I mean, yes. Yes. But I think if you're, you had him also Yashia, and how did that work out? They played. I think they were playing like. Uh... <laughs> Who was it that was there? Luffy. No, Bebe. not Luffy. Bebe, yeah, Bebe was the... Yeah, I, I think... Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you still have IDK, and you still have, like, uh, a lot of really good pieces on this team. I think this team is... Yeah, I think just the depth is just so good, uh, comparatively. I think just having a large roster going to the next season will just be as beneficial as it was... Um, mm -hmm. This season, I don't ascribe to this. Well, Shock kind of did it with a smaller yes towards the end of the season. You know, also which which uh, tournament they lost, the one where they didn't have their Genji Ace, which, yeah. which would have been on their roster uh, had they not downsized. So mm. it's like I, I think big rosters are still such Good. a yeah. boon against the meta-related volatility that. Mm -hmm. Uh, is it is just yes it is harder to manage what's also hard to manage is to teach a player to hard grind a hero towards like top top rankings uh, on the respective hero every other week right mm -hmm. so 
we'll see or find these you know f- hyper flexible players that can either roll yeah. swap or just play everything under the sun like so those three avenues which are shy can hard. do i mean shy is one of those players who if you you can put i mean not projectiles but like any hit scan or sure. tracer or anything like that you can throw him on that hero he's gonna do great mm. sure yeah now uh yeah as, as the the clock winds down and our time is uh coming to an end i, I know like that it went you, really quickly <laughs> you you well, hope, hopefully that's a good a good thing um i know that you had some spice so i, I tried to i tried to get it out of you I, I postulated as best i could but it doesn't seem like i possibly may have hit the right landmines is there any you know final uh, final um, thoughts or comments or you know juice you want to you know spill so on the yeah. floor so uh i think just just before we go to that i think the players that there was like a question here about like any Chinese players that should have been an owl. Okay. I mean, obviously, just any of the Team CC players, like Super Rich, Super Rich Dia, Innovation, and then both the coaches, I think, should be an owl. That's just mm. like No Hill and Mochal. I think both all four, all five of those people deserve to be an owl at some point. And I know that uh, No Hill is concentrating on university uh, and is going to still be on Team CC next season. But after that, this this could like because he was on LGE, remember as well. Like he's mm-hmm. part of the that team that I mean didn't do well in gauntlet but did really well in i feel like there's there's very obvious reasons for that well dokevi was the coach at the was the head coach and dokevi was the head coach you know not pointing (laughs) fingers but i will i will fair enough because we saw what happened to chungi but to answer your question about like um the spice i think if my dream would have been if like this offseason if if chungdu had spent the money or had gotten dia and super rich on this team Mm-hmm. I think this team, that team is easily top three in APAC. I think that team gets to top four in overall and has a pretty decent chance of winning L. All right. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. If only. That's if my only. spice. We've we're so, found the, 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 the second coming of Chengdu Bob. I like it. <laughs> Very much so, yes. But alas. <laughs> Course they it happen. didn't happen. They did not happen. So, so now the best chance to win Owl is Spark, 100%. I think that that is the that they have the best chance out of all of the Chinese teams. They have the best chance at winning Owl. Really? Yes. Over Shanghai. Yes. Woo! That's a hot <laughs> pick. <laughs> Wooey! I don't think. Why? I, I mean, hmm. yeah. Let's hear the Why? argument. I mean, the depth, the, like the depth that this team has. I think compared to. Shanghai is just, I think the depth and the way that they can cover everything is, uh, I think, better than Shanghai's overall. I think in the long run, I think this 12-man roster is going to yeah. really be the thing that takes them over the top. Like Shanghai, like I need to just, I mean, Shanghai got they like nine they got, players, yes, but you yeah, know what they, they also so, have? Team CC. Like they, <laughs> they do. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Like, I mean, so, so like all things considered, right, when I look at but Hunter is BLG and BLG is nothing to sniff at, right? But Team CC is Team CC. Right. I, I think just like the, the the fact that this Spark team has so much depth and has depth that's good. It's not just like there are just random players on this team. It's like mm. every time you swap a player, you're not really downgrading necessarily. You're side grading at the very least. And they, there's possibilities where it's like it's if you're putting in like Shy for Summon Sue, I think that's an upgrade, but like Putting someone soon for shy in like certain scenarios where specialists is needed, I don't think it's that bad. And like Shanghai, yes, they you know they signed Erster, they have like a sick team over. They still have the MVP and Fleta, but like 
the depth for me of Spark with how this season might go in terms of just like the length of it, what happens with like COVID or everything, having 12 men on this roster that are really good in their specific roles, I think for the long run in the endurance factor, I think helps Spark so much. And I think they have the best chance. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's my that's my spice. That, yeah, and that, yeah. I mean, it will be reflected that I'm pretty high on them just because they have obviously invested a lot of resources and have gotten mm -hmm. a ton of great players. Um, I still think that's also an interesting one. What what do you think of like the mighty AOD reunion happening with Shanghai? Do you feel like you know, with Erster and Fate coming and back to Shanghai. And, yeah, and DM. You, um, because I have the take. I think, like, even though Shanghai really hadn't didn't hurt in the Flex DPS department, uh -huh. I still think there's a very good chance that Erster will come back to just being an absolute nut. Well, I think he is. I think he's he's now playing with DM, who I think I think it's he's always wanted to play with. Still, I think that's been documented that they really want to play together again. Mm -hmm. um, going back to like the old LFZ days when they were just disgustingly good together, um, and now you have Fleta. I mean, this this DPS lineup, like between Lip, Fleta, DM, and Erster, is probably like top three in the league, just overall. Um, and it just, for me, it depends on, like, if we... It's just a longevity thing, because the rest of the team isn't, like, as good as those four DPS players. Like, they lost... Uh, I mean, Fate, like, I think is a downgrade from Fearless. I would say. I think that they don't really have... Like, I think Molly's an upgrade for sure, but I don't know mm -hmm. if Molly's an upgrade in the sense that it's going to carry this team right. past the downgrade that was Fearless. Mm. If that makes sense. Maybe maybe I can bait some spice here. Um, <laughs> off the top of your head, um, would it be 1987 or Molly in your mind? 1987. The... Okay. Recency bias, 100%, because Mo 1987 looked extremely yeah. good in Gauntlet. Yeah. Molly did have chances in Chengdu, like where like mm -hmm. he, we saw Molly was, especially on Ana, I think his Ana was extremely good uh, in uh, what we saw from him on Chengdu, but Holy shit, 1987 on Zen during the entire gauntlet was just cracked out of his skull. Like he was winning 1v1s against Spark in like the back line. Yeah. Yeah. Like the dude's crazy. And he has a really good um yeah. Anna as well on top of it. The only thing he lacks is a Baptiste, which would be the only scenario where I'd see Nisha come in is Nisha comes in to play Baptiste, because Nisha's Baptiste actually isn't horrible. Um, so I think for sure 1987, like if there was it, like, I was worried that Molly was leaving overall, cause I think Molly's very good. If there was anyone to cover that, it'd have to be 1987. I think there's nowhere else you go. 1987 is at this point for me, at least. And you know how much I love coldest Joe. Mm -hmm. 1987 is the best flex support in this Chinese flex support right now. Like hundred percent hands down. Okay. So, there's one name. I feel like you're severely losing here and, and you've completely glossed over. Now, are, are we looking at 1987 or are we looking at Orchid? You know, which one, you know, in your mind, you know, is, is the better? Uh, it's actually Tiang now. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Because <laughs> he's changed his name like that. That, that is also a joke. Specifically yeah, that's from an inside joke. Chinese. Um, Joe, Joe loved this guy called Orchid. Like he used to be on Team CC. He was like this guy, this kid Orchid, man. He's the next. He's the next, you know, he was the good. next Jonak. Like oh, he was so I good. And then he, he kind of just. 
<clears throat> kind of just didn't go anywhere. But yeah, 1987 for me, best flex support, uh, best Chinese flex support right now. And I mean, proved it at Gauntlet, I think, all things considered. Like, dude, he was like, there were times where like Team CC would just be losing fights and then just like out of nowhere, just didn't 1987 kills like two people off the back on Zen and then they win. It's just mm-hmm. incredible how good that guy is on that character. There we have it. Think. Yeah, I think that's, you know, maybe one last uh, quick question from the chat. Um, Which got chat? You know, friend of the friend of the show, uh, Beatdown Boulevard asks, um, please include Kenobi's take about Poco being better than Fury. Uh, Oh, give that give that to the fans, you know, just putting that out there. Uh, Frenched it. No, I Frenched it. it. I Frenched it hard. I'm never gonna live that down. You know, to I be mean, fair, that, you know who's who's still remaining on Philadelphia. I'm just saying, it is Poco. They have, have a point. But I said they this back when like Fury was definitely the better player. I was. Hey, just... whoa, whoa, whoa! We don't need context here. Come on, <laughs> you know I'm trying to I'm trying to jump in front. You know I'm trying to trying to be a tier three subscriber. If you catch my drift. <laughs> so when I chested 1987 or alarm, I mean that's not fair. It's alarm. Yeah, that's not fair. That's alarm. Come on. Yeah, that's alarm. I love Chinese Overwatch, but not a. <laughs> Not enough to be blinded that much, right? Mm. Fair. Play. All right. Are we good? That's an hour and a half of me just talking about. Oh, we did. Oh, we did. I think we're good. Oh, man. I rambled. I no, rambled you so didn't. much. No, I'm you sorry. Didn't. I was. <laughs> I actually have a doc open right now that I was taking a lot of notes. <laughs> just oh, so, like, so re- truly going back to when we were on the desk. You know, it's it's <laughs> the only way I, I retain stuff. Well, I actually, I've started, I didn't do it for this because I thought it would look weird on the show, but I've been writing a lot of my notes rather than typing because I retain it so much yeah. better. Mm. So I much got an better. iPad, so like get, having like the uh, ability to like write it down instead of typing it has actually been really helpful. Same. There he is. Yep, that's the one. Well, okay, I got an IOU iPad. I was only given the pencil and nothing else uh because they were sold out so yeah see i didn't get an ipad i got a i got a separate you know style of pad i got a booby mouse pad from the uh, the homie kenobi casts um so you know shout out to all alliance players um you know if you're looking for a toronto booby mouse pad let me know she's still can't you show that up so badass um all right we're gonna go ahead and get out of here big thank you to everybody who hung out today kenobi um Thank you for joining us. Before we do all of our closing stuff, uh, any shout-outs for the week? Uh, link all your socials and everything else uh, so that people can follow you after the show. Uh, yeah, so uh, my main social is uh, at KenobiCast on Twitter. Um, if you want to see me talk about more Chinese Overwatch and APAC stuff, uh, that's mainly where you can find me. Shout-outs to uh, all of the Chinese English broadcast people who have been helping me really become uh who like kind of allow me to be in a position to do this uh so definitely big shout outs to all of them um shout outs to you guys for having me on i was like super nervous coming into this even though like we we talk a lot i was just like oh i have to go and crouch tomorrow and then i didn't sleep until like 6 30 <laughs> but i had a lot of fun so thank you well thanks for coming on and hanging out with yeah. us um it was a ton of fun we could do it again please many times yeah, yeah we should do it again when uh when, when chung wins, wins you know yeah, yeah when chung wins i don't think there's anybody else we we'd rather want on i think yeah you know, <laughs> be the 
Joe, so me and Joe, me and Joe were watching uh, Gauntlet together uh, mm-hmm. when Team CC won, and like I when I when they won, I was just like. I was just like, oh, they finally won. I'm so relieved. And I was like, I was still relief is definitely the, you know, the, the, the theme of the evening. Was he screaming on top of his lungs? Um, well, you know, this was at like 7 a.m. 9 a.m. It was was loud to say the least. You know, he he definitely was, was cheering. (laughs) Well, because like I had to live with I had to live with the memes about like LG Huya from like yeah. the first gauntlet, and then finally to just have a Chinese contenders team just win something. I was just like, thank God it's over. Like I don't have to be memed on that much anymore. Be, be honest, they, Joe, did he say we won? I did. <laughs> I did. I said I said we won gauntlet. I did. 100%. I'm gonna leave that, you know, in his lap. I will not confirm more than that. I said I can't believe we did it. We won Gauntlet, hundred percent. I mean, I no think he shame. gets to say that, right? You know, he's um, he's a caster Kenobi. of the region, big Dude. stan. Kenobi, <laughs> watching with Kenobi, it's not even really the stan thing, but it's more like when Kenobi is like watching and something ridiculous happens, like, oh, we beat that, we beat that. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like he's involved. very active in his his viewing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, especially yeah. for especially for uh chengdu where i'm just like mm. where, where they will do plays that i'm just like oh okay that's what we're doing very good yes mm-hmm. nice good job very good we're beating that oh we're trancing that yeah okay let's go <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man it's too much fun all right big thanks to everybody who hung out today uh new subs baldo underscore ttv welcome thank you so much for subscribing and welcome back, Leonidas, Beat Down Cass. And uh, thank you, Chris R34444, for the two gifted subs and Ashador for the 500 bits. Whew, lots of different lots of different ways to support the show and appreciate you all. Uh, if you like the show, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. Big thank you to all of our patron producers. Y'all are amazing. Love you. Uh, I promise we'll do some game night soon. Game night. And if you are playing WoW. We have a WoW channel set up now in the Discord, in the Discord Discord, so that we can set up more games and who knows what else we're looking to do. Um, so uh, we could do that. Um, shout out to the week where people find me or find us. I'll go first because I never get to go first. I can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Kick Tripod YT. Other than that, uh, I'm streaming uh, WoW a bit, uh, Mythic Plus Nights and Raid Nights. So it's kind of a, a nice chill time if you uh, I don't talk a whole lot about Overwatch during those streams because I don't have Yiska and Joe to actually provide any real insight or anything like that. But listen, Tiger um, King, come on. You can't you can't completely discredit yourself. I, I can. <laughs> I oh, absolutely can. You don't so, get to. But uh, we talk about all sorts of other things and still a pretty good time. So twitch.tv slash kick tripod. Come hang out. Uh, yeah, go yeah. cheer him on. Yiska, shout out to the week. Where can people find you? Um, well, the the power rankings are still coming. I'll adjust a little bit on the Asian one. That that will be on Sunday. Tomorrow's one, Ooh, two, three. I can't wait. In North America. Um Yeah, I, I I don't think we majorly disagree, actually, Kenobi, on some of the parts. It just doesn't feel good putting anyone last. Um, no, because I think Apex such a good region. That's the like problem. Yeah, is that there isn't like a team that's like no that you want to put last because of like either pedigree or just the players that are on there. Yeah, 
and it's really hard because a lot of these APEC teams that don't have the same um, monetary restrictions that uh, the NA teams are under. Mm -hmm. Like honestly, it's it's rough being fusion. Like I, of course, you can assume that they will maybe if if Scrimstone um, pan out the way they wanted to, that they might add more players than seven. But like the the economic restrictions and then playing in that region without a without yeah. like twelve players without like without the dedicated facilities to the degree. Oh, yeah. oh well, they do have. Well, no, they just play in the T one facility. Yes, yes, I okay. Assume, yeah. So that's pointless mood, but without a, an academy team as well. No, they have uh, one. Oh, okay. Yes, T1. very true. Without <laughs> a good academy team. There we go. Uh, <laughs> <very nice. laughs> um. I think they're handicapped in that way. Now, do I think that still every one of their starters is like really good? And I also believe big time in 9k? Yes. It just depends on how heavily you think it weighs uh, that you're seemingly under-resourced. And the sort of the point was not to extrapolate and think, yes, like if, if it doesn't look that good, Fusion will invest. But rather to say, right now, where where are teams? And I think I will need to readjust a little bit in that regard because I, I did them before Christmas. Feel a little bit differently about things now that they've settled. So I'll change a little bit around. Cool, uh, Joe. What about you, man? Shout us for the week where people find you. Not a lot going on on my end. Kind of taking a, a break over the holidays, as you know, things have. Slowed, not slowed down, but closed up a little bit. Uh, Level probably up your start back character. It, you know, I there's a lot on you know, a lot of things done. to do on WoW. It's it's Get definitely it on the docket. Um, doing that, playing a little bit of WoW, um, dabbling with the idea of maybe making a few videos over the break. But you know, just kind of unwinding, Neat. relaxing a little bit. Neat. And yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Awesome. Um, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and get out of your chat. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. I uh, hope you had a great time. Make sure to follow the show everywhere at Tactical Crouch. Just search for it. You can find it on all the podcast feeds, on YouTube, on Twitter at Tactical underscore Crouch is where we kind of sh post show updates. And, of course, in Discord at discord.me slash Yiska out. Thanks so much for hanging out. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.